to Eat, Drink, Social. My name is Courtney Sandora, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Go Social, or you can visit our website at goforthbesocial.com. We're joined today with uh, Jordan Hughes of High Proof Preacher. Um, he's not only a great mixologist, he's also a author and uh, has a bunch of, we'll go into it, but a bunch of cocktail uh, courses as well. So a variety of things. Thanks so much for joining us, Jordan. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. So yeah, so let's just kind of, I guess, start general. Um, you know, you, you've, I read that you said this is really like bringing together both of your passions of photography and, and cocktails, which came first. Yeah. Um, good question. I guess photography stuff came first. Um, photography was always just something that I was really into and, um, enjoyed doing just as a, you know, more as a hobby. Uh, yeah. A friend gave me like, or, or let me borrow a camera that had a bunch of like had a bunch of vintage lenses from his grandfather, you know, so I, he let me just kind of play with his camera stuff for a few months. And I feel like that is kind of what really hooked me kind of later teenage years and into college, but I didn't really want to do it for a career because um, all the career photographers I knew just were like wedding photographers uh, and I'm all for weddings. I am married. They're great, but it was just not something I was like interested in photographing. So uh, the cocktail thing kind of came later was just um, I live in in Portland, Oregon, where there's a pretty happening kind of craft cocktail bar world. So uh, just kind of through going to different bars and getting to know different bartenders. And I was always kind of the annoying guy at bars kind of asking like, all right, what, you know, what whiskey did you use there? What tequila should I get? And just kind of started learning from different bartenders just through asking questions and then, you know, reading books and trying to, I guess I'm just one of those people that like, when I get into something, I just really get into it like kind of this obsessive thing so just started learning all I could about cocktails and was soon like uh you know my wife and I love hosting and having people over and I started making like my own little like cocktail menus and I'd like print off like these cocktail menus of like you know five or six drinks and just serve them to you know to friends and family as they came over so uh eventually I just kind of combined the two things where I started uh just taking pictures of the drinks i came up with and started sharing about them on instagram and on a blog and uh yeah it kind of snowballed from there um really just like uh yeah became the thing that i not only really enjoyed doing but became something that i could actually earn an income from so um, yeah, that's kind of the, the long, short story of it, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you, you know, you feature a variety of recipes, do you stick to kind of recipes that already exist or do you play around a lot with, you know, how do you, how do you come up with ideas? Yeah. I mean, kind of both of those things that you said, like, um, obviously like classic recipes are, you know, classic for a reason, like they're just stood the test of time. So it's always fun sharing those and, um, also just with sharing things online, like people kind of like it, or at least I've been seeing from my audience lately, like people kind of prefer the more basic stuff of like, I just, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go out to the store and buy 20 different ingredients, you know, but it's like, okay, how can I make a really good old fashioned, you know, you don't need like 
a whole lot of ingredients to do that. Right. So I do a lot of that of just kind of focusing on the basics and on the classics, but at the same time for, you know, people like myself <laughs> who just like, okay, I actually want to try some different things. Like yeah. I'll kind of take some of those classic recipes and kind of use those as like templates for, uh, for experimentation being like, okay, what if I, since I mentioned an old fashioned, like what if I, instead of using whiskey, I use like an aged tequila, or let's say instead of using just aromatic, aromatic bitters, I'm going to use like, um, you know, lavender bitters or something crazy, you know? So, um, so that's where like kind of both and like definitely enjoy the classics and really like sharing about that stuff and the history behind that. But also, um, all thing, all of those things are really great for, uh, kind of experimenting and exploring, kind of coming up with your own cocktails um, by kind of using the classics as a starting point. Uh, so that's kind of my general approach, I'd say. So for your book, and congratulations, because it just came out recently, right? Your, your first Thanks. Book? It's actually, um, yeah, it's come, comes out in December of 2022. Oh, okay. So I just kind of shared the, the pre-sale links, but yeah, it's still, still got a few months to go at least. <laughs> okay. So for those recipes for your books, are those all original or... Yeah, so those uh, actually sticks very closely with kind of what I described of, because uh, the book's called Twist, uh, which yeah. is meant to kind of be, you know, twist on a classic, but also, you know, citrus twist is a common cocktail garnish, yeah. you know, so it was just kind of this simple name. Um, but yeah, so in the book, it kind of follows a, a structure of, you know, there's kind of shaken cocktails, stirred cocktails, kind of these broader categories, and then each section has these various classics. So you'll have, you know, your margarita or your martini or whatever. And then kind of after each classic, there's a few twists on that classic. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's a bunch So like margaritas, you know, one of my favorite cocktails. So I have your, your very classic margarita with lime juice and Cointreau and tequila. And then I have like this uh, spicy mango version and then this, you know, so I, I kind of do that where just a bunch of classics that are pretty easy to make and then little easy ways that you can just make little changes. Uh, so you can have like, you know, essentially a whole new cocktail, but it's still very closely tied to a classic. So that's kind of the, the general um, kind of overview of the book. Do you have a favorite recipe from the book? Oh man, it's hard. I feel like I kind of, my favorite recipes kind of like change on the season, you know, but, um, I mean, my, my really, like I said, like my favorite, probably like refreshing drink is a margarita. Um, even just like classic or a twist, like I just make margaritas probably the most. Uh, but another favorite is also the Sazerac, uh, which is, um, kind of similar to an old fashioned, um, it's made with rye whiskey and cognac it has something called Peychaud's bitters in it, as well as like a, um, a spritz of absinthe. So you kind of spray the glass down with absinthe. So you kind of get that wormwood kind of like black licorice aroma in it. But um, yeah, that's just a really nice cocktail, probably a little more kind of winter uh, fall time. Cause it's like a little more boozy kind of a drink you'll kind of sit and sip on, you know, versus like a, a summer drink that's really refreshing, but, um, those are kind of two of my, my go-tos depending on the season. Nice. So I know you don't like vodka. I saw that <laughs> across your face. Do you have well, a favorite spirit to work with? <laughs> it's not that I don't like vodka. It's just, uh, 
it's just kind of boring. It's more of my, my take on it. Yeah. Vodka, I think it's, is great for certain purposes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to, to make fun of, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Favorite spirit, I guess is somewhat similar where my, my answer will probably change based on just kind of what I'm, I'm into at the moment. Uh, cause I do like to, um, you know, in addition to just simply enjoying a spirit, I also just like learning about different spirits and as well as, you know, the production methods and history and all of that, uh, just part of that kind of obsessive thing where I'm like, I just want to learn all this stuff. So, um, right now, a, a favorite is, is probably Mezcal, um, really just agave spirits in general, um, tequila, Ricea, like they're all just really fun because, uh, yeah, there, there's just uh, obviously so much kind of cultural importance and history behind the spirits. And also um, I got to go visit Oaxaca recently where uh, most mezcals produce. So it was really cool to be able to actually go down and see like, you know, how it's made and um, yeah, to, to meet the people who are, who are making it, have been making it for generations. It's just like it's like the spirit itself is already incredible, but then kind of seeing more of that background and everything that goes into it just makes it even more exciting and meaningful. Uh, so right now that's, uh, that that's kind of the spirit category of agave spirits and kind of mezcal more specifically, um, just really excited about, and there's just lots of really cool things going on in that kind of area of the industry as well. So, yeah. I had the chance. I, I used to work at Brown Foreman and I had the chance to go down to a, a tequila plant and and we were tra- cool. they told us to try to dig out an agave plant I was, right. like, I was like no way yeah it's way too hard so right. I much respect for the people who work in that industry right. yeah um, are you from the or Portland area originally or I am yeah I'm a yeah. uh, born and raised okay yeah so if if we were going to go to Portland do you have like a cocktail bar or two that you'd recommend we visit? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard. Cause people always ask, you know, when they come to visit, like, okay, where, where should I go? And, um, it, there truly are just so many different spots. So it is hard to like narrow down. Uh, like I have like a list of like 10 that I send out to people. I just have copied, but, um, I can at least give you two or three, uh, just for time's sake. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, one that I really enjoy is the Multnomah Whiskey Library. Um, they're also a, a client of mine that I, I shoot for fairly regularly. But um, that's a spot that's that's been around for a while, and it's um, it, it really is like uh, an incredible experience where you walk in and it's um, you know it's giant kind of wraparound shelves full of uh, primarily whiskey, but they have spirits uh, of all different categories from all over the world too. So. Um, you know, it's these big metal shelves and they have like the sliding ladders, you know, to get up and down these shelves. Um, and, you know, it's kind of this, this darker, you know, leather seats, um, kind of very intimate setting, but, uh, as intimidating as it might be at first to some people who are like, maybe not as into whiskey or cocktails. Cause I get that can be intimidating if you don't feel like, you know what you're doing, like the, uh, ownership there and the team there is just like, so about like, no, it doesn't matter if you're an expert or a novice, like you're welcome here. Like they're all incredibly knowledgeable, but will like everyone I've been served by there, it's been so good about just like 
breaking stuff down and still being approachable um, and welcoming to people, not, not having like the, you know, the maybe kind of hipster bartender thing of like, oh, you know what you're talking about? You can't hang, you know? So that they're all just so like cool and approachable. And um, I really love that they have this, uh, uh, no matter where you're sitting in the, it's cause it's a pretty big room. Like they will, uh, if you order a cocktail, they roll out like this stocked bar cart to you and will make the cocktail uh, wherever you're sitting. So you kind of get this like sitting at the bar, kind of get to interact with the bartender, um, even if you're sitting in a booth or in a chair um, far away from the bar. Um, so it's this very like personalized, very, uh, just very cool experience. Um, everyone I've sent there from out of town have just been like, oh my gosh, this is just so cool. So um, if there's just one, maybe that would be one. Um, <laughs> if I could share like a couple more, I won't go into as detailed. Um, Takibi is a really great one. That's a little newer. Um, Jim Meehan uh, opened that up. Uh, so he's of, you know, New York PDT fame. Um, so that's a really cool spot. There's one called Palomar uh, by Ricky Gomez. That's um, like this uh, kind of Miami Cuba inspired space, uh, which is also very fun and unique for Portland, you know, cause you walk in and it's like, Oh, palm tree wallpaper and daiquiris and, um, all this very like traditional kind of Cuban comfort food. So that's a really fun, fun spot as well. And then last one I'd say is uh, scotch lodge, which is, um, maybe somewhat similar to whiskey library, but a little more kind of this smaller hidden away, um, spot that is known for scotch and for cocktails but also just has just incredible food like you go for the cocktails and scotch but you end up just being like wow like they have this um fried brie dish which i feel like is just like mozzarella cheese sticks but like fancy and for adults <laughs> uh so that those few spots are at least a, a good um a good few to start with <laughs> very cool i love portland i the whole pacific northwest is so beautiful. Yeah. My husband and I were looking to move from Louisville, Kentucky, and we were between Portland and Denver and we ended up ah. in Colorado. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just, I, I'm Chicago born and raised a little bit yeah. more Midwest and Colorado felt a little bit more Midwest, but I, I'm always like, Oh, Oregon's so beautiful. So yeah. <laughs> lucky that you live there. Yeah. Um, so I guess tell us about the mega pint. Is that really like, do you feel like that really put you on the map moving into social here? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that one was kind of a weird one. Cause like, uh, yeah, cause I've been doing this for almost five years now. Um, so I feel like I've, uh, kind of gotten in with kind of the, you know, kind of cocktail industry side, uh, have like a lot of kind of bartenders and enthusiasts who've kind of followed me and kind of gotten to know me through social and then yeah doing the this wine reel where yeah it was just something where I was like oh this would be kind of funny and uh just literally put a whole glass or little whole bottle of wine into a, a wine glass and it just kind of just went crazy so that that definitely was uh kind of fun but also weird because it was like yeah there's like this whole new group of people following me who um kind of maybe aren't like into cocktails or really know what I do. So, uh, yeah, definitely was kind of like, okay, this is, uh, this is cool to have like a whole new group of people following, but I think it will be interesting to see like, okay, will these people stick around? Like, do they even care about cocktails? Cause it's like, 
I put all this time and work into like doing these like educational videos. And then the one thing that like goes viral is literally like one take of just dumping a bottle of wine. <laughs> so definitely an interesting experience, but, uh, but it's fun. I mean, however people find me great. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. We do a lot of social content and it's just like, it's so frustrating sometimes when you put all that effort and then like something silly, you know, and right. you don't want to be upset about it. Right. Cause like, sure. any reach is good reach, but it is yeah. every time I think I have it cracked the code, I'm like, no, something else. I'm like, ah, um, right. well, speaking of like different variety of content, you know, I noticed that sometimes you're in the posts, a lot of times you are, but then sometimes it's just the cocktail itself. Um, do you, does one tend to perform better or do you prefer like being in the post or not being in the post? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I kind of just go back and forth. Um, yeah, like for, for a long time, I just was never in the posts. Um, and then, yeah, kind of, it was probably about a year or so ago. I started, you know, pr- more around when real started be you know, kind of came out and were becoming a thing. That's a little more, I was like, okay, I need to show my face more. And um, I think that's just social media in general. People do just appreciate now, um, kind of now more than ever of just like, we want to see like the person behind the content. And um, yeah, it's like people, yeah, they, they want to know there's an actual person that they connect with. So I do feel like kind of being in more of the videos and stuff has, has helped just cause people now, like, um, it's funny, like, like people feel like they, they know me, like I get messages from people from, you know, about different things I shared about, or, uh, I mentioned something, uh, the other week about how hard it was to find like yellow chartreuse in my area. Cause there's like a little shortage or a shipping thing where I just couldn't find it. And, um, this, this guy where I, I don't know him in real life. Um, I, he just like messaged me and was like, Hey, I just picked up an extra bottle of yellow chartreuse for you. Like he lives over in Florida, like other side of the country. He's like, give me your address. I'll send it to you. Like, just wanted to help you out. It was just like, Oh, what? Great. That's awesome. Like, just like this, <laughs> yeah. this guy. So um, that's where it's, it's been cool just to kind of connect with people in that way. But at the same time, there's still stuff where like a lot of my cocktail making videos, oftentimes I'll, it'll just be in close on the cocktail. Um, and sometimes that, that performs well too, or like, you know, some of the accounts who just like to repost stuff sometimes, uh, you know, different like media accounts will, will prefer something that looks a little more anonymous and they'll kind of reshare that in their stories. So I kind of like to do both and, um, yeah, it's kind of having a good mix of kind of me being in it and then just kind of focus on the cocktails, kind of a a nice balance of kind of going every other almost. Was it awkward at first when you first got in or were you always comfortable in front of the camera? Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was a little weird at first. Um, I'm like, uh, before doing all this, it's kind of crazy, but I, like, I, I used to actually be a, a pastor. So part of the high proof preacher name goes to that, but like, was pretty used to like, you know, talking in front of people and all of that, um, talking in front of a camera is a little different, but, um, yeah, with that, like, it was definitely weird at first, more of like, oh, like, are people going to think I'm silly because I'm doing this, you know? And, um, I think like ultimately I realized like, no, everyone's too worried about their own stuff you know, to, to like be worried about somebody else looking silly. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm just going to have fun with this. And, um, 
yeah, it seemed to connect with people. So I was like, well, cool. Like th- this is working. So I'll, I'll keep doing more of it. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I mean, you seem very comfortable and like, I love that you add in humor too, which is great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so I noticed you do use some like TikTok trending sounds, even on Instagram. Do you kind of, do you start on TikTok and then bring the ideas over to Instagram or like, how do you play between the two? Yeah. I mean, uh, TikTok for me, I feel like is, yeah, it's, it's a little tricky because, um, you know, TikTok in general is a younger audience, uh, you know, becoming not uh, as much, but um, just with having a focus on cocktails and liquor stuff, um, you know, it tends to not do as well there. Uh, so that's where I, I generally do start on Instagram and with reels. Um, I still like spend a fair amount of time on TikTok as everyone does. of just kind of looking through stuff and um yeah. So I would say like most, most of the time, like I, I probably start with Instagram and kind of think through like what, what will do the best there. And then I probably tend to more, you know, repurpose that over on TikTok. Like with TikTok, I'm, I'm not as worried about things being as curated or as um, I feel like TikTok, I can more just like, oh, I'm just, I can post three or four videos in a row and it, I don't care. We'll just see what does well. Um, like I'm not as, as worried about performance or things like doing really well there as with Instagram, like that's just a little more like my clients keep an eye on that more. And like, that's just where I get more momentum just cause my audience is older. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm trying to, um, grow as well and keep an eye on. And, um, maybe at some point I'll shift more of a focus to TikTok. but right now it's kind of more like, um, I share stuff there, but I'm not as invested there yet. So, okay. Um, well, so you are a photographer, but obviously with reels, I'm seeing you're doing a ton of videos. So yeah, I loved your take on like, do you think photos still have a place on Instagram or do you feel like it's all moving to video? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's tricky. Cause I, I feel like I kind of have like these two different, uh, not so much industries because they overlap a lot, but it's like, I have this professional photographer side of what I do. And then I have this kind of content creator thing that I do. Um, and definitely when it comes to social media, you know, video content, uh, you know, it's been King for a while, but it, it's definitely like, a, a you know, that that's the big focus now, especially with TikTok in reels. Um, so uh, yeah, like now when it comes to working with brands on the social media side, kind of the sponsored post side of things, um, it's pretty much, you know, they all want to do reels and, and video. Um, but I actually still get quite a few clients who want photo as well. Um, and that's where like, it's, it's a little tricky where I feel like every photographer, kind of every kind of creative entrepreneur person <laughs> almost has to be like this multifaceted uh, most multifaceted creative. Uh, so that's where like photography still has lots of value. Like it was valuable before Instagram and it will have value after Instagram, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, so that's where like, I have a lot of, you know, especially since I do this e-course thing, I have a lot of people who are like, I'm a photographer. What I do is photography, but like, is that not valuable anymore? So to those people, I'm like, no, it, it's still very valuable. Uh, it might not be like, you might not be positioning yourself as like, Oh, I'm going to get you all these photos for social media, but maybe it's more like, 
it's maybe more adjusting how you frame your pitches and kind of what you deliver. Um, but it's like, yeah, like photos still have a lot of use, but if it comes to being like, I want to be a content creator, influencer type person, you really do kind of have to get more comfortable with doing video. That doesn't mean you have to become a videographer. Uh, I think like a lot of, it's kind of what I've been encouraging people who are like, no, I'm a photographer. What do I do on social media? Is like, well, just use your phone, show some like behind the scenes footage of, of how you do your photos. Um, you don't have to become like this super intense, like videographer with a nice cinema camera and all of that. Um, but I think just success on social media now uh, to see success and growth, you really do have to get uh, at least somewhat comfortable with doing some video content for sure. Definitely. We're seeing that as well. So tell me a little bit about the cocktail camera pro. What, what does that entail? Yeah. So that kind of came out of kind of, you know, the last few pandemic years of, uh, you know, that kind of first few months of where, you know, we all had these intense lockdowns and everyone was, you know, everyone was just online. Right. And I found, um, a lot of people coming to me at that point, my focus was just on sharing cocktail recipes and how to make cocktails. And then during that period, I had a ton of people turning to me like, no, I want to learn how do I photograph cocktails? How do I shoot the way you shoot? How do you light things? So I had people like turning to me more as a photography instructor, uh, which was like, oh, like maybe I should shift kind of my content a little more that direction, start sharing more behind the scenes and then kind of got this idea of like, oh, what if I actually did a like an online course, because you can't do anything in person right now. And um, started doing some kind of little live trainings or kind of webinar type things. And then eventually um, kind of did this whole e-course. So the, the e-course now it's called Cocktail Camera Pro. Um, so it's kind of my, my master class basically, where it's, uh, it's all pre-recorded lessons. So the way I have it set up is, um, you know, people, can join it. Uh, and then, um, they have lifetime access to it. Like personally, I, I hate having like all these subscriptions to different apps and programs. So I was like, well, I want this to be something where like someone, uh, you know, it does cost to enroll, but it's like, once, once you pay and you sign up, it's like, there's no rush to like, okay, I have six months or a year to get through this. Um, sorry, my toddler's playing outside my bedroom. So you might be hearing some of that. Don't but... worry. I have my, somebody, my twin. Okay. Toys home. Gotcha. <laughs> screaming. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like, once people sign up for the course, they just have lifetime access to it, which also helps where, um, it's, you know, it's four modules with like seven to eight videos per module. Um, and it's just a lot packed in, um, I scripted the whole course uh, with like a teleprompter so I could like just cut out all the fluff, just give like a ton of just everything I know sort of thing. And then I went through and edited it down so it can just be like really digestible. You can watch a video in, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And then, um, you know, since there's lifetime access, you could review it anytime. And then also have like this uh, kind of online member community where it's just like this private group where only, you know, members of the course are part of. Um, and that's been really fun over the last kind of six, seven months since the course launched. Um, it's just people from like literally all over the world. It got people from Dubai and France and Canada and all over the U S in there. Um, it's all just like people kind of helping each other out with the course, as well as sharing their own work, as well as collaborating with each other and helping each other with like client proposals and stuff. So, um, 
yeah, so it's still a very much kind of newer thing for me, but it's been it's just been super fun so far. Do you touch on any video in the course or is it all photo? Right. So it hasn't been video in the course. Uh, so it's very much uh, focused for um, kind of on the, the photographer side. So most people who've joined the course, uh, it's a lot of food bloggers, uh, a lot of people who like, you know, do food blogging and, and capture food and want to figure out how they can shoot you know, bottles and drinks and cocktails and work with liquor brands, um, as well as just photographers of various skill levels. Um, there will be a video course at some point, um, but that's kind of in, in development right now. That'll take me, a um, I'll probably be next year at some point, I'll have the, the video course out, but yeah, but that'll okay. kind of video is kind of its own beast, you know? So yeah. I wanted to kind of have its own kind of standalone thing for that. And do you have to have like a certain equipment to be a part of the course or? Yeah. So the, um, Cox camera pro, um, generally I say like you want to at least have to at least have a DSLR or mirrorless camera of some kind. Um, I do have like a a gear page on cocktailcamera.com of kind of showing like, here's kind of what I recommend for for starting out, um, doesn't mean you necessarily have to have like the nicest equipment or have all the stuff I have to, to do well. Um, but in the course too, I kind of walk you through, like, you know, if you want to grow your skills in photography, like here's kind of stuff you might want to have on your list eventually sort of thing. So people reach out asking like, can I, can I do the course with my smartphone? Um, which is a great question. I say for, for this one, no, um, I am uh, I'm like working on all kinds of courses now, but I'm working yeah. on like a 101 level one that is for kind of smartphone, more entry level. Like, okay. let's say you don't want to be a full on photographer, but you're like, I just want to be able to take better photos of my drinks or of products. Um, yeah. I'm going to do kind of a, a more cocktail camera 101 course that's a lot more affordable, a lot shorter, just to kind of go over all the basic, basic stuff. Uh, then cocktail camera pro, it's not like you have to be a pro, but um, it is more like you enroll with the hope that like, okay, like you're going to get to a point to where you're actually going to be working with liquor brands and, um, or restaurants or, or bars to actually do, you know, some semi-professional to professional work. So, yeah. Is there any like common mistake that you're just like face palming and saying, oh, why did they do this with their photo that you see Uh, a lot? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess there's there's a few, um, at least from the smartphone side of things. Uh, uh, portrait mode is is great for some things. It's really bad for others. Uh, and it's really bad for trying to take photos of drinks for some reason. Uh, with like portrait mode, I feel like oftentimes, and it's something where you don't almost notice it until someone tells you, but like for some reason it's it has a hard time even even with the latest iPhones, like applying that depth effect to, you know, a rim of a glass, or sometimes it will blur out a garnish or blur out a straw. And um, so a lot of times people do that. because they're like, Oh, it gives me this nice blurry background, but it like blurs half the drink, you know? So that's the stuff yeah. where it's like, um, Guilty. <laughs> you know, and that's where it's like, sometimes yeah. it's like, does it really matter? You know, people get like, it's like, okay, I get an idea of what the drink looks like, you know, but um, it's more of, <laughs> you know, someone whose job is all the super detailed stuff. So it's more something where I'm like, ah, like, uh, 
it's like, I want to see what that garnish is. Like, I want to know what that, where it's like, instead of just this blurred out things, like, is that a piece of mint? Is that a lime wedge? I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so that's more of like, probably more of a pet peeve of mine versus like, um, you know, not everyone's trying to be a professional drink photographer. So it might not matter. Um, but yeah, it's that. And then, you know, sometimes just uh, over editing, probably more like over sharpening images. You know, people like to, throw up that, that sharpening slider or structure where they're like, oh, it makes it pop. But oftentimes it just makes it look kind of over-processed. Um, so that's also something too, that's a little more of a fine detail, but it's, it's like the little things that kind of get to me where I'm just like, oh, that's just a, a little too over-edited, you know, yeah. where, where it's like you can, where it's like distracting, where I'm like, I want editing to enhance the photo, not distract from it. So um, yeah, those are kind of, two things I'd, I'd say. <laughs> do you have any like shots that you're like, every time I do this, it's going to perform well, like a spray or a smoke or a. Yeah. Is I mean, people, shot? people love fire. <laughs> like <laughs> like uh, I did like a flaming Mai Tai uh, video as well as photos. Um, yeah. Anything with like a, which is always funny to me because it's like, not generally lighting drinks on fire. <laughs> you know? I'm not doing flaming Dr. Peppers or anything, but um, yeah, it's like anytime where it's like capturing kind of this dramatic uh, movement. So fire, smoke, uh, the zest shot thing is something I've, I've done a lot of where it's capturing, um, you know, that, that bit of citrus oil coming out of a, an orange peel. It's kind of that finishing touch on an old fashioned or on a lot of cocktails. Um, so it's capturing that like citrus oil and in, in midair, getting like a slow motion video shot or capturing it in a photo that always does really well too. So, um, it's really kind of showing like the, um, yeah, which is kind of fun. It's like the, the action shots behind making cocktails. Um, I think a lot of people kind of think of drink photography as kind of being still life, but that's where I kind of have a lot of fun is showing like there's actually a lot of dynamic movement uh, that goes into yeah. making cocktails and being able to capture that in a way um, I think is really fun and exciting. And, and that's the stuff that, that tends to perform well. Cool. Well, great. Well, I really appreciate you sharing everything. Is there anything, obviously you've got your book coming out in your class is you're now accepting yeah. more people are at the closed. Right. Yeah. So um, I open it like three times a year uh, mainly just like I close it because I'm, um, with the member community, like I, I try to actually get to know the people who are in the course. Like, I don't want to just like set it and forget it. Uh, as a lot of e-courses, uh, tend to be <laughs> or ones I've bought where I'm like, I never hear from the creator ever again. They just like, Oh, here, buy this, watch it. Don't bother me. We're like, I actually really work to try to be involved in, in different members development. So, just for my own sanity as I'm all, as I'm still doing client work and e-course stuff. Um, I kind of open it beginning of the year. This is the first year doing it. So this is at least the plan beginning of the year, middle of the year, and then kind of around um, probably holidays. We'll, we'll do something too. Um, but uh, yeah, so right now it's open um, through the end of August. Um, if you want to join up um, and we're doing like a, in August, I'm going to be doing like this kind of photography challenge on Instagram to kind of uh, give people a taste of, of kind of like uh, kind of what the course is like, kind of be sharing some free content and free tutorials so people can kind of get a, a sample of it before, um, 
you know, making the decision to enroll. So, um, cool. yeah, but cocktailcamera.com. I also do stuff like I share blog posts and YouTube tutorials. So I, I try to also put out a fair amount of, of free content. It's not, uh, not usually as in depth as the e-course stuff is, but, um, you know, I know for some people like signing up, you know, for a few hundred dollars for an e-course is just a little, a little tricky if it's not something that you're like, um, planning to do professionally, but still want to learn. So I want to still make sure I can have some, um, some content out there for, for people to check out as well. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I enjoy following you and I think you have some really great tips. So, um, I appreciate you taking the time with us today and, um, I look forward to seeing what you're doing next. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this is, this is really fun. So definitely appreciate the time. All right, everybody. That wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us.